Um, I don't, I don't wear, I don't wear underwear either. I like to, but I sometimes get a bit of chafage when it's a 36 hole day and I'm wearing beef short. He's out with a driver now. Now I'm not sure this is right. Would somebody kindly go and stop him? Give him a large brandy and pop him down. No, this this really is beyond a joke. Now he's he's, he's gone gaga because this is uh, this is quite. I've never seen anything like it before, and to attempt to hit the ball out of there is pure madness. Have you seen the worst golf shot? No, to answer the question. It's terrible. This could be good. Come in. This could be good. Looks better than it is, folks. Not bad. Hello, you bunch of flockers. We are back. It's episode number 10. They never thought we'd make it that far, but we've done it. It's episode number 10 of the official RACDG podcast. My name is Gary. As always, I am joined uh, by His Grace, the president of the RACDG, Mr. Crawford Anderson. Dylan Crawford, hello. Hello. And, well, what's your nickname this week? Uh, What was it like? Salty, 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 salty voltage. Salty voltage. If that's not a porn name, I don't know what is. That is like the, the, the porno version of the Avengers. Uh, salty, <laughs> salty voltage. And uh, how do we top that? We've uh, we've been joined this week by the captain, the incoming captain, the twenty twenty one. RACDG captain taking over from Crawford uh, is the man himself, Mr. Grantley White. Grantley, podcast debut, so I hear. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Happy birthday for yesterday. Oh, well, thank you. I've got, I've got stories about that. Yeah, was it Gary's birthday yesterday? I might, was, yeah. it. I might have brought it up once or twice. Um, I had a nice day, right? Obviously, we're in lockdown, so it was a, it was a pretty quiet one. So uh, what we did was we shipped a little man off to my mum and dad's for uh, quote unquote essential childcare. Uh, and oh yeah, then, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> and then we planned talk, and just talk about poor, talk about salty voltage. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I got my salty voltage maker out. No, I um, we were going to just chill out, watch TV, eat some birthday cake and stuff. But I thought, you know what, we've got the house to ourselves. Let's, you know kind of get into some action and do some stuff that we don't really do very often in the house. So we decided to put some stuff up the loft uh, and do a little bit of like reorganizing in the house. So our loft is like, most of it's floored, but there's little bits where it's like fake flooring and it's more just the insulation. And uh, I've tried to take the Christmas tree up the loft, which that's not a euphemism for anything else I was doing. I've literally tried to take the Christmas tree up the loft and uh, I've kind of slipped a little bit and my foot's just come off the flooring bit and you know that way like when you're watching a sitcom and it's always the same like if somebody comes through the ceiling you just see like their leg appearing through the ceiling my wife says she was sitting in the bedroom and uh, she just seen my like foot and leg appear from the ceiling (laughs) and like i was convinced that i was like there's no doubt that my fool that, that all of me's coming through here like i'm crashing through and just as I'm falling, I've just grabbed one of the beams um, and just held myself. So they actually, the, the, the January um, exercise challenge really helped me there because the only thing that held me up was that little bit of extra upper body strength. But I kind of fell, my legs went through. I've grabbed the beams with two arms and I've kind of like monkey bar swung round and out the way. But my leg was obviously still caught in the, in the ceiling. Um, so like my leg, my back, my my buttock is all like cut up and scratched and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I then like went down and looked at the damage and there's a 
a massive hole uh, in our bedroom, um, which again is not a euphemism for anything. <laughs> it's, amazing. I'm, I'm, it's amazing the lengths Gary and his wife would go to to cover up their bedroom antics. Gary, why have you got scratches all over your legs and your arse? Oh, and there's a I hole in the, the ceiling. I went through the ceiling. <laughs> oh, yeah, did you? I, but would you, do you know what? I've just left it. I've not even contacted anybody about it. I'm just like, there's, there's only so many things I can like be bothered fixing at the moment, and the hole in the bedroom ceiling can stay for a little bit. It's a, it's a nice uh, it's a nice feature. The, the bedroom is <laughs> yeah, a little loose in features. Um, it's Bijou. But yeah, you always remember uh, my 32nd birthday, I fell through my uh, ceiling. Uh, like two year, two or three years ago, I was in Bali for my birthday and I had the worst bout of food poisoning I've ever had in my life. Uh, and we were on this big tour and there was an itinerary on it. And there was like, um, well, first of all, we went on one of these, I, I don't know why I'm just telling loads of stories here, but we went on one of these um, like organized tours of Bali before we went to Australia. Um, and it was like a 10-day tour, and they had all of these things organised, and it said there'll be between 16 and 20 people on your tour, and we turned up, and it was me and my wife and this one little weird English guy called Rob, no relation, Rob, but just this... (laughs) (laughs) Was he salty too? He was very salty, right? But there was literally three of us in this tour, right, and he was a complete weirdo, like, he was just a really, really strange little boy. And speaking of, like, falling through holes, we were running through the streets of Bali one night, and they've got big, like, if anybody's ever been to Bali, their drainage isn't covered by a drain. It's literally just big holes in the pavement. And it was raining, and we are all running with umbrellas, and he was running ahead of us. And it was like, do you know in Super Mario, where he goes down the big pipe? <laughs> he just ran and disappeared. <laughs> and it was just, like... The top of the his umbrella, umbrella. <laughs> just like sitting on the pavement, and he just like disappeared. And then, like a minute later, he just like crawled back out. He just went, uh, "Gary, I've just fallen in a hole." And I was like, "Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've seen that. That was good." Um, but yeah, that, that was a birthday when I had really, really bad food poisoning as well. So always something about wacky happens on the birthday, which is to be expected when you were born on Friday the thirteenth uh, of January. Many many years ago, <clears throat> but yeah. To 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 make a very short answer very long. Yes, I had a nice birthday. Thanks. Um, so welcome along <laughs> to the podcast this week. Uh, as I said, we're joined by Grantley. We're going to be getting back to the old routine uh, of running through his flock five. Uh, Rob's going to do the meet of the flock with him, learn a little bit more about our captain for this year. Very aware that we've got lots and lots of members who have maybe come in in the last six months or so who don't know Grantley all that well. Uh, so it's going to be good to get to know him a little bit better. Uh, so if you want to like suck up to him for anything or getting his good graces over the year, you know what makes him tick. Uh, and then we will look ahead to 2021 in a bit more depth because we've got the captain here. We'll be looking at some of the events coming up, the majors and some of the other bits and pieces that Grantley might have in store for us over the coming 12 months or so. So, Easiest thing to do here is to pass over to Mr. Salty Lightning Jizzman, or whatever he's called, and <laughs> let him get on with the Meet the Flock with our man, Grantley White. So, Rob, I'm actually going to run away for two seconds and get my coffee, and I'll let you batter on with the Meet the Flock. Go for it. Thank you, Gary. Just like to clear up that there is other podcasts available if people would like to listen to them. See, see anyway. what we mean by salty. See what we mean by salty. <laughs> so far over a, over a podcast. Grantly, Captain G, 
welcome. Welcome to Meet the Flock. Uh, and you are following Joe, who was uh, interviewed in my absence. So Gary did such a fantastic job. Joe was a genuine national hero. National hero, Gary. So there's, there's, that's it. There's, 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 there's some, uh, some big shoes to fill. I'll try my best. <laughs> big army military shoes to fill. It's not going to be that bad, Grantly. So I, I think um, you've probably listened to, well, I hope you've listened to a couple of the podcasts. Um, yeah, listen to them all. Awesome. So you know the drill. We, we're going to ask you a few questions. <laughs> so, so you're and, the one. Uh, okay. <laughs> there's more than one. There's about 10. <laughs> yeah, um, listen to them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna. We're just going to run through some questions that, that everyone gets asked to meet the flock. There's about 40 you know, be brave. Uh, there are no right or wrong answers. And we all know that Mark can can do some good bleeping or even create a bit of a song if need be. So, uh, you know, don't don't worry too much about that. So I, I think we'll start and we'll say that um, Captain G uh, is, the, is the name. But it, how, how old are you if you want to share it? Because obviously Gary just said he's 32 and he does look much older. So yeah. if we're looking at sort of comparisons... Well, I'm a little old. I'm 32 as well, but birthday's in November. You you look much much younger. And it, where where do you play your golf, Grantly? Where's your home club, and how how long have you been there? So uh, I play in Bristol, uh, which is the Candleshire is my golf club. Probably been there seven or eight years now, which is for as long as I've been playing golf. So got an addictive personality and went flying in. So it's a it's a nice nice course. Perfect. What's your what's your handicap index? Ten. Ten. Is that and is that the what were you before that? On the Congo. Oh no, yeah, it's, it hasn't changed much. Yeah, well, I think I was ten point, yeah, ten four, and I dropped to nine point six. I think. So. It's quite a tough course. It's rated at uh, one four five. I I track. What's the what's the course rating? So the the slope rating is one four five. What's the course rating? Is it? Close to par. Oh, I'll put you on the spot here. Yeah, yeah, put me on the spot. He's not sure. Doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, no. don't worry. Um, so if you're you're in Bristol, so have you got your own local um, WhatsApp group or are you just in the main chats? And I think last week we went through uh, with the clubhouse, there's a lot more uh, There's a lot more threads being created. Is that where, where do you sit in those groups and, and and clubhouse threads yeah pretty much just in the main chat to be fair there's not really a lot in the group in the southwest you know there's a few in the in wales which is quite close to where i am um, we did we did but, set up maybe it was on discord was it there was a um a sort of southwest and south wales yeah. subgroup i think it's maybe me kyle rodray we were starting to chat away there's a couple of uh, i think is it james walker yeah james walker is up near cleve yeah. He's chatting us away now, so maybe a few more and we'll get our own little WhatsApp where we can chat away. So I, I think um, the main question is, and it's it's really everyone's story is different, but how, how have you got here? I mean, you're captain, but how have you got, you know, into the flock? What was your your link in and who do you know and, and, and that kind of thing? So give us the story. Uh, how, how are you here? So it's right from the start. I'd imagine I got added right, right. You know when the WhatsApp group started. Yeah. Uh, I think it was me, me, Alan, maybe Matt Wave, and then uh, yeah, we eventually the seven of us went went to meet uh, for our first trip at Alwoodley in Moortown. 
and then it's just evolved from there. Uh, the reason that well, Grandy was was um, one of the first trip we did. There were seven of us, and uh, Grandy was one of them. And the seven of us were in the bar that night, and I kind of said, "Look, we've got to kind of formalise this, and we've all kind of gonna got to vote." And like, and everyone kind of looked at me like, "Dude, there's seven of us having a fucking beer, like, <laughs> mental." Um, but I said, "No, no, we need a captain. I, I, I want to be a captain." Everyone kind of voted for me, and I'm like, "We need a vice captain. Who wants to do it?" Deathly fucking silence. <laughs> Nobody's interested. Everyone's looking at me like, "Fucking vice captain, are you crazy?" And then Gradley stepped up. He said, "No, no, I'll, I'll do it. I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do that." So he kind of agreed to do it. And I don't think that either of us thought back then, two well, almost two years ago now, what this was going to turn into. And by the time that you would become the captain, there would actually be a captain of a, of a group with over two hundred people in it. Uh, that's um, that's come quite as far as we have. So it was very different days back then. Whenever you and I got involved. So you're you're one of the OGs then, Grantly. You would class yourself. Yeah, as the an original OG. seven, the famous seven. That's it, magnificent seven. Magnificent seven. Perfect. So was Mark actually? So there's three, three of the seven on this on this. Podcast. Yeah, it was Mark. Was he? I have to say, just just Good while we're here, so one of the one of the, the little trophies we gave away uh, at um, at Alwoodley that day. What was the name of it, Mark? The the baller award or something is the shot for the, the best shot that anyone had seen so mark had a bit of a struggle he came over from spain didn't play well the entire weekend but there was one hole was it like the fourth or fifth or something and he was out in it like he was just he was in the rough to the left i went over looked at his ball and i walked off thinking to myself he is totally fucked there is no way <laughs> he's getting that ball out of that heather and he took a swing at it and this ball popped out went about 50 feet straight up in the air landed about six feet from the hole rolled across and dropped in the bloody hole <laughs> it was the best <laughs> shot i've ever seen in my life it was outrageous <laughs> he's nodding his head in the background there but yeah it's an amazing shot anyway we, we digress so, so back to how many appearances have you made and how many last-minute pull-outs have you done? Yeah, no pull-outs. I've been to them all. You've been to them all? Amazing. Been to them all, yeah. What was, what's your favourite one been? Because there's obviously been a few, but which is, what's your favourite one been? Uh, probably the cock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> every day it's still so funny. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I think everyone's in. In fifty years' time, it's still going to be funny. <laughs> do, you when, yeah. do you remember when we had the cock back in when this all started? Oh, the cock was great back then. <laughs> it was, the cock was only young. <laughs> uh, at the moment, um, I, I don't want to spoil too much uh, ahead of time, but it's Matt Wave that's going to be the, the captain uh, next year, and he's uh, currently emailing round places to hopefully maybe hold that event next year and I believe he sent an email to Formby Ladies course about hosting the cock <laughs> again so juvenile, so immature of me but asking if Formby Ladies want to host the cock next year <laughs> Amazing <laughs> Grantly, should we move on to the uh, the standard uh, oh, no, I've got one more question, what do you enjoy most about being in the group? Makes me laugh every day Oh, so many characters, yeah. Gary and his dad jokes. Oh. Oh, shit, what? You, you heard <laughs> Gary? <laughs> nah, no, pro, yeah, no, I don't. Where that cross well? Let's get onto the serious stuff. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk foods, golf world, and then we'll come on to your golf. So, what's your favourite biscuit? It's uh, just a ginger one, ginger one and tea. Perfect. Would you uh, consider microwave bacon to be acceptable, yes or no? 
No, not at all. We discussed that. No, and I'm, I'm going to fucking photograph microwave bacon the next time I have some. Just going to drop it in the chat and say, look how nice this looks. <laughs> like, no, it's not going to happen. Beans, Heinz, Branstall, or other? Uh, neither. I don't like don't like beans. So it wouldn't be what? part of an acceptable part of English a full English breakfast then. No, no, no. it it will ruin my back. It will ruin my breakfast if it's on there. We might have to rethink this captaincy thing for a year. I had a breakfast. I, my wife made me a breakfast two weeks ago, and there was no beans on it. And I immediately thought of Sean. <laughs> how weird is that? But how do you how do you get you know how do you get your how do you get your mouth wet if uh, you've not got beans in your breakfast? What does the toast mop up when there's no beans on it? Yeah, everything's dry. Brown sauce. Oh. oh. Right. Yeah. Should we end the podcast now? Yeah, I, I, we're going to have to rethink the whole captaincy thing. I just, I don't know. I didn't know this at the time. Let's get Joe back on. Now, move on. What's the next yeah. question, Rob? Move so, on. I don't really want to ask any more food ones, but I will. Greg's winner or sinner? Winner. Winner. And what's your choice? What's your choice? Of, uh, choice of Greg's steak bake every time. Better, better. We're getting there. Best crisps in the world. Is a chance to redeem himself here, Gary. Best um, crisps in the world. McCoy's the steak, the steak crinkle oh, cups. Yeah, that's a, okay, that's a okay. good chat. Yeah, that, that's solid. That's solid. How many packs would you eat in, in one sitting if you could? I could probably eat a lot, but two two should be fine. God. Definitely, definitely yeah. needs improving there. Let's move on to the golf world. So, uh, Tiger or Jack? Tiger. Finch or Shields? Uh, Finch. Oof. What's your favourite major? Uh, it's got to be the Masters. It's just the first one of the year. Builds the excitement for the season. Yeah, good shout. Brock? You know what's mad? There's a Masters in like there is, two months. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. That's, no, it's mad because obviously like the November one's just been and gone. You don't really think about it for a while, but that's fair creeping up. We might even be allowed outdoors by the time it's on as well, which will be pretty excellent if I'm just imagine the scenes in mid-April if there's some sort of pubbage open oh, or some sort of anywhere where you can sit and have a beer and a scotch egg here's, here's an interesting question have we enjoyed the, like the fact that there was a major in November and then now there's one in April do you think it would be a good idea for like one of the four majors to move to later in the year so you don't have that big gap or do you actually quite like having that big gap well they've just brought the PGA forward haven't they I'd have the PGA in November and have it abroad, like have it in Australia in November or something like that, and plug that gap. Away. Where would you have it, Gary? If you chose Australia, <sighs> I don't know many courses go. in Australia. I don't, I don't know many places out there in Australia. Have you, have you played any, Gary? Have you played any? I've been. Uh, I would play at Royal Melbourne, maybe Kingston Heath. Well, do you know? But in all seriousness, right? Because you've got the Masters in April. You've got the players in either March or May. You've got the US in June. The Open in July. Ryder Cup biannually in September. There's a lot going on. And you've got the Tour Championships in August, September. There's there's no shortage of like really, really exciting golf around about that period of time. And then in like November, December, you've got the Hero <laughs> World Challenge and like the Mickey Mouse tournaments. So stick the PGA in in November, play it somewhere in the Southern Hemisphere, Australia, South Africa. Go to, go to fucking Dubai or something if you want. I'm not going to get all moralistic on you. Go to Dubai or something and, and play some sort of major abroad out with America and the UK. And just thank, thank you, Grantly, for your favourite major. 
thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Gary's the chatty one. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it goes, Randy. Basically, Gary and I just go off on one. <laughs> so back to back to you, Bryson. Turn on or turn off? Oh, uh, turn off. I used to like him, but he's just he's just getting too much at the moment. Okay, fair enough. How many majors do you think Rory will win by the time his career ends? I don't know. I think he'll get one. Yeah, I think once once he gets when he get another three or four. Shout out to Rob Emerson. Yeah. Okay. And Crawford. Crawford loves that answer. <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about about your golf. Um, what what have you got in your bag? Are you a bit of a club junkie, or are you not really too bothered? Talk us through it. What what driver have you got? And what, uh, what? I've got an epic flash at the moment. I mean. Yeah, same as same as my four. Yeah, well, four five were turned down a little bit. And then P seven nineties got one wedge, fifty four degree, and then yeah. What what kind of wedge have you got? We've got the same clubs. What kind of wedge have you Avoki, got? Okay, fifty four. Got the same same driver, same irons, same wood, same uh, wedges. I paid full price for my P seven ninety, so that wasn't the. Uh, Tony Mitchell Express. Not the £99 bargains. And, what, what, and do, you, do, you, do you go from three or four iron up to what, pitching wedge or what? Uh, f- yeah, four to pitch wedge. And then, yeah, 54 degree. Only one wedge? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, there's a bit of a gap, but I quite like opening the wedge up when I need to. And I like to play a little knockdown pitch or nine iron. So. so you're pretty shit hot with the, the sort of nine pitching wedge yardages then? Well, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far, but... Yeah, yeah, pretty confident. I yeah, like well, playing you... little knockdown shots, so yeah. Decent. Is it more woke to have one wedge rather than like four? I think that's woker. I think it is definitely more woke, yeah. Very woke. I do, I do like a Sunday bag. Oh, that's what's in the bag, is a Sunday bag. What putter have you got, Grantley? Yeah, I just need to check you haven't got the whole same thing as Gary. Uh, Scotty Cameron, fashion purchase. No, <laughs> so bad. Fashion excess. Really? <laughs> Granny does have a. He has a lovely one of the old Titleist oil can ones. What exactly yeah. is it, Granny? You have? It's a. It's a. Well, it's a prototype one, but it's got oil can uh, and. I don't, know, I don't know how to describe it really. Yeah, it's a lovely club. It's a mid 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 mallet, toe weighted on the right. So. Did you buy it off eBay? I did buy it off eBay. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, but that was what. Yeah, well, that's maybe six years back. I thought I'd spend a little bit, and then hopefully I won't be uh, tempted to change it. And that, that sticks really. So I've got a Scotty Cameron, and um, I keep. I, I've had it. It's an X7M, so I don't even know how old that is now. I tell my wife it's about ten, but I think it's probably five years old, which has been through the custom shop. And um, it, I've had about five or six different putters when I have like one bad putting round, but I just keep going back to that Scotty Cameron all the time. It's far more than a fashion accessory. Would we all agree? Also, earlier on today, speaking of fashion accessories and RIP Charles, uh, we were discussing that um, it's almost coming up to the one-year anniversary of uh, the glorious day of RIP Charles, the 10th of May. <laughs> so um, answers on a postcard, guys. What should we do to commemorate it? Should we have a competition? Should we have a, a video? Should we have a special podcast? Any sort of ideas? We've got a game on the podcast. Get it Oh, <laughs> can you imagine? I, I picked up um, a couple of bits and pieces to uh, to give away as prizes uh, over the next couple of months, just before Christmas. So how about we do that? We, with the best, what people suggest what we should do to celebrate 
R.I.P. Charles Day, and the best with the best yep. um, uh, suggestion, which we will actually do, they will win a prize. How about they get the tight list, the black tight list bucket hat? Lovely. As a prize for uh, the best idea for R.I.P. Charles. Okay. There you go. So either what would you do for R.I.P. Charles Day or if R.I.P. Charles Day, May 10th was a holiday, what sort of thing would it entail? Just be get creative, get fun, get loose, get wacky. Uh, and we'll look forward to R.I.P. Charles. St. Charles of Dornock Day, <laughs> official St. Charles of Dornock Day on the 10th of May, uh, 2021. And yeah, Charles, uh, <laughs> <sorry>, Charles Crawford, <laughs> R.I.P. Crawford. Crawford will uh, give away a title as that. Right, we've got nine minutes left on this particular Zoom meeting. So you've got nine minutes to finish off. Ask the floor here. I've got a question for you, first of all, Gary, because we were talking about the Masters and... Um, when it comes round, are we going to do a Masters preview, or is that going to be the the other podcast that does it? I, I'm not. I'm a bit confused by that. I just wanted to check. So salty, <laughs> oh, salty, <laughs> so salty. Aaron from Luxembourg, I want to personally apologise um, to you and tell the great people uh, involved in the betting podcast, uh, like Mark Giles. Um, producer extraordinaire uh, Rob's a little bit territorial uh, and a little bit salty over the whole he's, the whole he's, he's like a dog the last Crawford. week he's been walking around pissing all over the uh, <laughs> all over the RACDG he's pissing on the on the, like, the main group pissing in the chub club group pissing in the... <laughs> well they can make their own podcast but they're not using my RSS feed <laughs> I don't think I said that, Gary. But we could go. We could go down that route. We could character up it. Right. Be... Let's keep on meeting the flock with Grantley Let's here. Carry on. Sorry, Grantley. These two are wild. Can't control them. It might be. Might be a bit mean. Now That's as literally well. your one. Your one job here, Rob. Your one job is to keep us under wraps. I know. It's go, we're going rogue. We're going all rogue. So. Uh, sorry, Grantley. So you're you've got one wedge. What what's your favourite club? Is it that one wedge? No, um, I probably probably a pitching wedge. Pitching wedge. Okay. Yeah, I use it from around around you know on the greens and yeah, just like I say, my favourite shots a little knockdown pitching wedge. So is that what would you say your strength is then? Is it those sorts of shots? And um, I putting's my the best part of my game. Distance is the worst. Okay. So weakness is is the distance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you got have you got any um obviously it's your captain's year and and we'll get onto that later on where talking about all the millions of events that are going on. Have you got anything that you want to do this year? Have you got any aims? Just just make sure all the majors that I'm in charge of there that they go really well. So the the courses I've picked are all great tracks, I think. So I'm sure everybody in the group's gonna really enjoy them. Try not to mess anything up. I think somebody po- somebody posted like a list of all the courses that we we're going to play this year with the majors and the other events and stuff. And it is genuinely a stronger lineup than like the European Tours annual yeah. tracks. I, like I don't even think it's close. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Pretty lucky. Uh, okay. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. Um, so finally, because I'm assuming that we're going to be out of Zoom time because we're still too cheap to get more than 40 minutes but um oh well, i've got two questions how far will the average driving distance be in 2030 oh don't tell grant that <laughs> <laughs> well, 
we've actually we've we've managed not to get into any distance debates for a couple of months now, and I think that might be a new record. It is actually, yeah. What do you reckon it'll be? Do you think it'll be? Well, do you think not, it'll be a lot more? It's not going to be much more than uh, I'd say, what 10, yeah. 10, 15 yards max. Finally and finally, and this is really important because we have got an event coming up this year. Uh, which side have you picked? The UK office or the US office? I've picked, I've picked <laughs> the US office. I am going, but um, good lad. Very, very good choice. I've not watched either. Have you not? So you just saw who the captain was and you went for the US office? Uh, pretty much. Perfect. That's a great answer. Well, I've watched, I've watched a few, few halfway through the episodes, but yeah, looking forward to the event. I'm there for the golf, really. Well, you can be there. You can support the spirit. Have we decided what we're doing yet? Is it, the, is it Forest of Arden or is it going to be the uh, Belfry or Dwinell? We're not sure yet, Crawford. Well, Dave, Dave's trying to sell the Belfry. It'll be somewhere like that. Dave wants to go to the Bel Air. Oh, yeah, he wants yeah. to go to the Bel Air. <laughs> he wants to be ro- rocking it with the Cougars. <laughs> to be honest, I think, it, yeah, it'll be one of it, I think it'll be one of those, but when uh, Stuart McLeod, a.k.a. David Brent, um, returns, which I hope will be soon, then uh, we'll have a chat about it. But uh, be really looking forward to that. There's loads of people signed up to that already. Like, yeah. there's no date, there's no course, but it's literally pick the UK office or the US office, and there's like 40 people in it. Maybe. Well, it's a bit, bit of last week, whenever Alistair, was Alistair suggested, uh, or somebody, Murray or someone suggested, going to Hayling Island, getting a four ball together to go to Hayling Island, and we had 58 people signed up. We've got no idea when this is going to be. We've got no idea if it's a weekend or during the week. We don't even know if Hayley and Island are going to let us come, but 58 people signed up overnight. <laughs> so, And then it turned in from Hayley and Island, it turned into a, let's do Hayley and Island, and then let's stay overnight at a hotel and play somewhere on a twilight on the way down, and then let's play Stoneham. So twilight, then Hayley and Island, then Stoneham. And then now some people are talking about driving from there down to Parkstone and Broadstone. And then we're thinking, well, maybe we could go over to South Wales and play Royal Port's Call with Broadstone. <laughs> and it's just like that right there is exactly what this group is about. <laughs> Somebody mentioned Animals. something that, ah, oh, fancy doing this. And then before you know it, it's turned into a whole thing. And too many people are involved. It's a dangerous, yeah. dangerous game. Everybody's crawling up the walls oh, just now, though. That's, that's the problem. Happens, We're all... Yeah. Everybody's sitting, making as many plans as they can and crawling up the walls, which is good because all that does is it means it's going to be uh, a bit of an outrageous golfing summer, I think. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Thanks, Grantley. Good good to chat to you. Hey, that was uh, Meet the Flock with your captain, Grantley White. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll run through Grantley's Flock 5 and then we'll look ahead to the 2021 calendar. What events we've got lined up, what sort of thing can you get involved in and where to find out more information about it all. But before that, after last week's wildly popular debut of uh, this particular segment, we're going to ask that question again once more. Is James Allen still a member of St Andrews? I as you still a member. I I St Andrews did he tell you? I I he talks about it every day. Dar 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 yes. Check back next week. Yep, there it was. A confirmation once again that James Allen is indeed still a member of St Andrews. Tune in again next week for another scintillating update on the question that's on everybody. I think that's my, my favourite section at the minute, Gary. It, it's, a, it's a question that keeps me up every night. I lay in bed yep. three in the morning wondering, is James... Because if I haven't heard from him... Like, if we haven't had a new member come in for a few days, 
he doesn't necessarily tell them that he's a member at St Andrews. So mm. I like to just check that he's. Still it's hard there. to find out. It's hard. It, it, it's hard to find out anything about this guy. Uh, you know, sometimes it takes upwards of thirty seconds for him to mention it when uh, somebody else comes. <laughs> up the for that time period, I'm on tender hooks. I am on tender hooks. <laughs> but what I will say is, uh, last week I spent a good hour putting together the little medley for that and thought. Oh, everybody's going to love that. That's going to be really funny. Everybody's going to find that's dead great. And then I got five minutes into the podcast and Mark had made a song about uh, Josh Brez. Josh. Uh, <laughs> which completely overshadowed everything that I'd done. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, we don't know how close Josh is to, to touch the ceiling, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, got an official adjudicator to see if how close she thinks I am. Great news, really close, it's a matter of time. Maybe we'll try and have Josh on next week for a very quick update on whether or not he's touched the ceiling. Maybe Josh's uh, ceiling touching updates can be done, not in the southwest or southeast chat, but uh, on the podcast every week, and it's just another uh, exciting reason for people to tune in every week to find out if uh, all five foot four of Josh has managed to touch his ceiling yet. The only thing to remember with Josh though is that he doesn't like he doesn't like poor people, so we got to make sure that <laughs> although he's although he's on although he's on the podcast, he does not to not to know like none of us can let him see our bank balance, otherwise he'd just be disgusted. <laughs> Well, we need we need to make sure that we pay him a reasonable fee to come on as well. Then uh, <laughs> yeah. that's the sort of thing that he garners. Um, but yeah, James Allen still a member at St Andrews. Josh presumably hasn't touched his ceiling yet, and that leads us nicely to the next segment, which is the flock five, your top five favourite golf courses. We've had some belters over the weeks, everywhere from Melbourne to Baghdad to Las Vegas to St Andrews, and all the way back round again. So no pressure here, Grantly. We're going to be looking at your flock five. So, hope you've got them ready. Uh, and I hope you've got some nice, deep, lengthy explanations of them ready as well. Uh, no pressure. Number five, what is it? So, number five is our Finca Cortes Inn, which is uh, in Spain, but, but near Marbella. Um, really, really nice course. It's uh, the, the Solheim Cup 2023 is going to be there, I believe. Uh, so, had a match play event back I don't know maybe 10 years back so it's a great match play course really really scenic um, lots of short drivable par fours it's one of those those courses it's in, in that kind of between like it's just outside Estepona between Estepona and Soto Grande so that stretch of the Costa del Sol between Marbella and uh, Gibraltar and there's a there's a bunch of big sort of big boy golf courses down there Valderrama San Roque Soto Grande um, Finca Cortesan is one of them. Um, unlike a lot of the other, it's it's like a hotel course, isn't it? So the others are like Valderrama is a private course, but you can pay to get on for a fortune. But it's a hotel. It's a bit. It's a very fancy hotel, isn't it? But did you stay in the hotel? No, 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 no. We're not. We're not that kind. <laughs> um, I think I looked it up, and I think it's two hundred fifty thousand pounds to join, or well, it's like a debenture to get in there. But um, right. it's probably one of the one of the reasons it sticks in my mind. It's one of my one of the first premium courses I played. I've probably been playing for two years by the time, you know, when I first visited there. 
is it one of those places where like um because all those courses down there a lot of the algorithm as well where they're just kind of pristine like everything is from the car paths to the bins to the tea boxes to everything's like perfect and yeah exactly so they bring they bring fresh fruit to you on halfway round which is which i've never had on still haven't had that on a, on golf, a golf course um the driving range is all pro v ones into nice triangles. To be fair, Granny, the Scottish don't know what fresh fruit is, so that's probably why they don't. I was going to say you get offered fresh fruit in the golf course. <laughs> yeah, you don't forget those things. In, 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 in Scotland, they come around with a with a can of tenant super, don't they? <laughs> no, they come around with the the buggy and it's got a deep fat fryer in the back bit where the uh, sand usually goes. Frying in the Mars bar. And they, they just offer to deep fry your Mars bar in front of you. But um, yeah, great, great course. Recommend that to anyone. Have you, so like, have you played anywhere? Were you were there on a golfing holiday? Were you just on holiday with the wife and just decided to go down? And... Uh, no, not married yet. How did you end up playing Finca? Uh, so it was it was well, it was one of the nicer ones in Spain. We I was there was sixteen of us who would go away. We would rotate between Portugal, Spain, Portugal, Spain. So that's probably the best course I've played. Okay, have you played another? Like, will you play others? Have you played Valderrama and San Rocky and Sierra Grande and all of those down there? I've not played. No, I've not played Valderrama. Um, no, just trying to think. I, I think Las Aqueros was my, one of my other favourites I've been to in Spain, which is a nice tight course. We discussed that in the group. Do you think that maybe these resort courses? See, right, you go down to Spain, you play your resort courses. I feel that they get a bit unfairly shit on by people who want to be woke and talk about you know links courses uh, and little hidden gems and heathland courses and stuff see when you're on holiday and you're in the sunshine and they're coming out with fresh fruit and stuff and some of the layouts in these courses are great i, I don't think you get much better days out at golf than getting on a right good spanish resort course couple of beers in the buggy um i don't know about the fresh fruit thing we'll come back to that but just being out there in the sunshine and knowing you're going back to a villa, you're going back to a pool, you're going out for dinner, you're getting a few beers that night. Like, I think that's as good as golf can get. Yeah, it's great. And there's, there's lots lots of nice houses around there, which which I've always been into. It's the same as at Val de Lobo in, Port- in Portugal when you're walking yep. around there. You see all the great houses. Some of the houses in Val de Lobo are absolutely insane. We we stayed in insane, one of the, yeah. just in one of the, the normal kind of fucking council holiday apartments, uh, which is all us poor people, shout out Josh, could afford. But when you go <laughs> onto that course and you, you drive around that resort and you see just some of the, the ones, obviously people have come on and built these themselves. They're absolutely insane. And they, they must be, you know, you're talking five, six million pound houses. Yeah, just class. Right. yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And the surroundings in Val de Lobo is absolutely gorgeous as well. So quite similar yeah. um, to where you are just now then. <laughs> Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, actually, Bristol. I, I tend to agree with you, Gary, that I, you know, people can get a little bit sn- sniffy about, you know, what are really good courses and what are not. And the truth is that it's horses for course stuff, literally horses for courses, yeah. but it's a lot of it's to do with what I'm looking for on that particular day. Like I, if I want to, you know, sometimes I want to watch like a blockbuster movie. Sometimes I want to sit and watch some big heavy drama. And, and it Go depends what, what, for. What, there you go. Uh, depends <laughs> what move, what mood I'm in. Um, and uh, so whenever you're away on, on holiday, like if you're away with your mates, adds like a really fun, a couple of fun four balls, you're getting some drinks in, uh, sitting on the terrace afterwards in the sunshine, going back to the sit, sit in the pool. I, I don't really want it to be like a kind of hardcore, like difficult sort of yeah. you know, golf course. I want it to just be fun. Don't want to get out and grind. You want those drivable par fours, as Grantly saying. You want to have a bit of fun, yeah. make some birdies. 
the only thing I will say is I've played in like the summer down in that part of the world and the, the ground can get so bloody hot. The longest drive I've ever hit was like 360 yards. I drove the green because I think I drove it 200 yards and I bounced 150 down the fairway. It's <laughs> like hitting it on concrete. Um, it's going to be a bit much. But it's um, pictures on scorecards. Exactly. No, absolutely. I still miss the putt though. Grand Lane, number four. Uh, Cleve Hill. Oh, yes. We've all heard about hey. it. about Cleve Hill. So tell us about your experiences there then and why you love it. Well, it's I, I know it's a bit cliche with us guys, but uh, it's probably one of my favourite days on the course. Uh, it was me, Card, uh, Sean Arbel, Michael and Wayne. So we had played Painswick in the morning, a nice sunny day, and then, which was a great, which was great. But then we got to Cleve, paid £15, and it's just, it's hard to describe really just, just how much I enjoy the course. Could have stuck it anywhere on the list, really. It's, it's funny, I think of one of the things about Cleves, I know that one of the problems they have financially is because they're, £15 is ridiculous. and there's it's too a, cheap. It is. And you, there is a point where when people think it's £15, nobody plays it because they think it's shit. Whereas if it was 50 quid, people would think, oh, it must be a good golf course and more people would go to play it. So there's economic arguments why it should be more expensive. But having said that, one of the joys about it is when you pay £15 to play somewhere and it is so fun, you feel like you've stolen it. And it does make it a different experience. You know? Well, you should I mean, pay this... more then. Otherwise, they wouldn't be going bust. Well, I know. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, this, this should actually be this week's. So it should be when they announce who's taking it over. Has that been decided now? Is it you? Well, I know it was. No, it's not me. But I didn't didn't it didn't apply in the end. But um, uh, yeah, it should be like this. The big in middle of January they're supposed to be announcing it. I think, uh, and it should be taken over. So I bet the prices go up. I'm sure they will, but it's not. There's you know all, there's everything there to like. It just needs the course to have a bit more love. And the, yeah. the the greens to be in better condition, and then just the the visitor experience around going there to be a bit more premium, and then it'll be quite special because like there's nothing really down in the southwest of England that's like that. Like it's an amazing place. I had a friend actually that he, he's not he's not within the flock, which is unheard of. I know. I'm sorry, Gary, to have friends outside of, of the flock, but I just don't think you would, to be honest. I know, I know. And he's the one that's salty? Fucking hell. I know, it's ridiculous, (laughs) isn't it? But um, he he actually played Cleve Hill this, uh, was it this month? It was, no, December. And he kind of said, he goes, I fucking love it. He goes, I can't, he goes, I can't believe it's 15 quid. And he's a um he's really, really good golfer. He's like a scratch golfer and has been for many years. And he travels around a lot playing opens and he just visited Cleve Hill. I don't I don't actually know why. And I was like, I was like, shit, yeah, a lot of the guys, there's a lot of guys I know, they just rave about it. He goes, I can't believe it's 15 quid. You just can't believe it's so cheap. So I so think there's um, there's something about like it's no, strategically it's it's a fantastically interesting fun course and the more i play it the more i enjoy playing it but the thing that i find really strange is that it's almost addictive like i can find myself lying in bed and just thinking about the holes and thinking about how to play them and i do that more with cleave hill than i do with any other golf course by a long margin and i can yeah. every time i play it i can't wait to get back and play the game well, we've had another great round when we're in the pissing rain after the shot and the six of us played. One of the most fun rounds of golf I had last year, and I had like a lot of golf yeah. last year. But that was just, it was like just pure joy. Like all the, we were all having, like the weather was horrendous and just having mm. a lot of fun. And it just turned into that perfect day where 
you know, we all ended up kind of with a chance to win it on 18 and, um, and, uh, being out by the parade there. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. I love that how place. Do we, that... How do we top Cleef Hill then? How do we top Cleef Hill? We've got three courses that are going to do it grandly. What's number three? Yeah. Number three is a uh, Whittle Spa. Right. Another one that's obviously going to be very familiar to yeah. other RACDG members and lovers of cock around the world. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, why is uh, why is Widow Spa so special to you? It's just, I just, it's again, it's, it's the experience. I think it wasn't long after coming out of lockdown and then coming from the group of seven of us who went to Alvaline and seeing how much it's grown in, in such a short space of time. And it's, yeah, it's just great. It's probably got one of my favourite golf holes there, which is the 15th, which is a short, short par four. And speaking of oh, short yeah. par fours uh, with all Spa, so when you played it, Grantly, just to confirm, did you play it at its full length or did you play it with tees? <laughs> a thousand yards forward. Three thousand yards up. Yeah, was it five thousand yards shorter than normal? <laughs> Which um Grantly, is it is it the, the full course or the, the winter course that you play? Because <laughs> the winter the winter mega bonus course. Yeah, the, the full course. Was that was that the first time you played it when we met up for the call? Did you play on the Friday night or did you? I played. I played the day before as well. Yeah, so so managed to play yeah. it twice. Didn't score very well, but um, yeah, it's a great course. Great course. Um, Grantly, the the short par four that you're talking about. I'd really like Crawford to talk us through uh, his his experience of that this year at the park. <sighs> well, let me just say that Rob and Dave Hewittson and <laughs> myself and uh, Dave, Big Davey um, Easton. Yeah, we were there. The four of us were out. I had the first shot off the tee, and then we just had a really nice, chill four baller. We were all playing okay. I was not playing badly, and because I get so many shots there, by the time we got like to 10, 12, 13th hole, I was doing pretty well. Like I was up in the lead, and um, then there was the short par four. I decided to play safe, hit a five iron out to the left, hit a wedge toward the green, pushed it maybe six feet to the right and it landed in a bunker and then mm-hmm. I bladed the recovery out of the bunker shot <laughs> through, into a through, bush. The, through the green through a bush into another bush had to take a drop bladed that recovery shot through the green into another bunker <laughs> so that is it's what it's a 270 yard like 280 yard par four and it totally destroyed my chances of winning the cock that day and a hole that, that should not be difficult that happened to Davey as, uh, Dave H as well, didn't he? he? I think he doubled it. I think he's three-putted it, or, yeah. Um, and he's obviously much better than Cad. Significantly so. <laughs> Cad did did uh, what you would call Spieth did at, at Augusta, because I think he, he saw that he was going to win the cock, and I think he just got really, really excited and was like, oh, yeah. But actually, the next hole, you hit a drive that was... About 125 yards left, and then you then you hit from the other fairway to about four foot, didn't you? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds a lot like Crawford's game. Yeah, that's it. Standard. Missed the birdie putt, yeah. but then made the par, and then I ended up on 18. Had I birdied 18, I still would have won it. Um, but I went right uh, under a tree, hacked out under a tree, hacked out into a into a into a bunker, hacked out into a bunker, hacked out into a bunker. <laughs> <laughs> well, so your, uh, your podcast player isn't uh, skipping and repeating here he is just sitting in uh, <laughs> multiple bunkers 
No, no, that's just, that's just my golf game, Gary. But um, I have a question just to ask quickly, because, Rob, uh, you and I first played Woodall Spa before Tom Doak did all the changes, and then we've both now played it after he changed it. And the first time we played it, we were both like, yeah, it's okay, but it doesn't deserve to be, like, top 50 in England. And how do you feel about it now? I definitely feel like it's improved. I found I enjoyed it a lot more. I don't know if that's just because it was the sort of second time that I'd played it and it was just the atmosphere was a bit better. But I did feel that the course was a bit more enjoyable. But you know what I'm like. I don't. I'm, I can't remember holes. I need to have played golf courses about yeah, 20, same. 20 times. So it was like Crawford will go, can you remember that shot that I played at Essendon on the 14th of June, 2004? And I'm like, <laughs> hell no. I can't remember what I shot on my last hole. So I think uh, I think in general, my, my feeling was it, was improved and I enjoyed it more. And I don't know if that's because of the changes or if it's just because of the company and the atmosphere. I do like that we've got to um, we've got to that stage of lockdown where we're so detached from reality that uh, Rob was comparing Crawford to multiple major winner Jordan Spieth there. Um, this is the <laughs> stage of lockdown that we're clearly in. To be fair, my game is probably better than his these days. Uh, not far, uh, not far off. <laughs> Jordan Speed, RIP. Grantley, what's number two? Uh, the old course. Yeah, it's good, man. Talk to us about it. Have you played it? What was it like? And how'd you go? So, yeah, great course. I think uh, maybe two years back in October, we went up. So I had been secretly just putting us in the ballot for, for my four ball, you know, the guys who I play with at Kendallshire. They didn't know about it. And then... Uh, Got pulled out of the ballot and surprised him, which is obviously I didn't pay for it, but uh, that was nice. And uh, just it, it was everything I expected it to be, really. The first hole, the eight. See, when you like told um, your friends that you'd uh, got the ballot and you'd got the time at yeah. St Andrews and you're presumably in your WhatsApp chat, did like an unknown number appear in the WhatsApp chat and just say, you know, St Andrews? <laughs> oh, I'm a member. Oh, I'm actually, oh, I'm actually a member of St Andrews. <laughs> The radar went on then. <laughs> Sorry, but tell us about it. First of all, what did you do off the first tee? We've got a few first tees, St Andrews stories uh, within yeah. this group. So what did you do? Yeah, straight down the middle. Ah, boring but easy. Sorry, like Cat. Sorry, Cat. See, but this, look, look, you know, it's fine. If you want to take the easy, boring, sensible route, did you take an iron off the tee or a, or a hybrid? Ah, uh, hybrid. You see, all you people have got no balls. That's what it comes down to. You literally had no balls yeah. after playing that hole. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> lost them all. Um, but Grantley, there's two. There's two pretty predominant takes on the old course. One, obviously, greatest course in golf. All the history, the nuances, uh, the different fun to it, and in many different ways it can be played. Other people think it's maybe a bit overrated, and if it didn't have the history behind it, it would be a fairly basic uh, links course with a few boring holes around the turn. So, where, where do you lie on that? I kind of, I sit, I sit right in the middle, really, because to be honest with you, I, I forgot quite a lot of the holes. They are, they are blurred in. But um, one of my favourite moments is the, is like the crossover bit. I, think, I can't remember quite what hole that is, but when you see all the caddies and there's like sixteen people waiting. Yeah. To play the next sort so of that's hole, like, I think that's crazy. when you get to like the. It's the bit of the J. Like the seven, eight, eight, maybe. Eight, eight yeah. nine, ten, one there. Eight, eight, yeah. Eight's the par three, and then nine's the short four. Ten comes back the way, 
uh, and it's quite short. And then 11th is the par three that's kind of right in the middle of this cross section. Just so you, 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 cro- you cross over the, the fairway, don't you? The, yeah, and from, yeah. I think from seven to the, from the seventh tee to the 12th tee, they've got five holes plonked in just one little bit of land right at the edge there. And it can be carnage. It can be like, if you're thinking five or six four balls plus five or six uh, four balls worth of caddies, you've got about 40 people that can all be just walking around on top of each other, basically, in that small bit. I mean, you can see why it's sort of six-hour rounds occasionally in the summer. Can you imagine if you get five or six four balls on the caddies and all those four balls are not good golfers that are spraying it around a little bit yep. and kind of struggling to get up? Because, you know, because then the greens around there are not, they're quite raised. They've quite, got some really big, deep bunkers in them. Do you remember on the, the par three, the 11th, I had like seven attempts to get out of the bunker. All you could see was... yeah. My- I was standing on the green about maybe six yards from the edge of the bunker and I couldn't see you. Like yeah. it was, it's like, it's literally 10 feet straight down and uh, you just went down and all I seen maybe every five seconds was a little tuft of sand just appearing <laughs> above the horizon. <laughs> just the occasional, and then just the occasional, fuck, shit, fuck. And then you just like appeared with ball in hand about two minutes later. <laughs> Right, Grandly, any other memories of the old hole? What did you do at the road hole? Uh, yeah, I made par. Yeah, just, well, I, I pay a little fade, so just... Oh, just made par, whatever. Boring. <laughs> yeah, and then I sit, and I miss I missed the four-footer on the 18th for birdie, which, ah. which is dreadful. So was there people watching? Did you have a bit of a crowd round about you? There wasn't... We were in October, it's pretty cold, maybe three or four people. But, um, yeah, nothing exciting. And were you up there just in St Andrews playing? Were you playing anyway, and then you'd secretly try to ball it on, or do you just you were no, in Bristol? No, said to them, so, "We got to get to St Andrews tomorrow." So I'd be no, no, no. I, I, we'd been trying. I'd been trying maybe three or four years to get the ballot, and then we played Silla on the way up, and then played the new course and the old course. So three good days, okay. and okay. then we got an Airbnb outside of town. And if the old course is at number two, where in earth do we go from there then? Number one. Uh, so I put Sunning Down, New Down. Okay. Oh, interesting. Uh, we've had Sunning Dale old, haven't we? Matt? Yeah, interesting. Quite, quite a few people have said. Uh, so I, think, I think Matt said, was he, did he just say Sunning Dale or did he say specifically the old course? Well, yeah, I, I could have said Sunning Dale, but I, I preferred the new, so I put that one down. So, so did you have you only played it once? Did you only play it at the Kaluna last year or have you been there before? No, I played it in the biblical rain. So. <laughs> With these guys, and then I've booked on to go again this year because obviously I enjoyed it so much. And, and I tell you, if, if, to, to to have played a course that you think is the best course you've ever played, and you played it in that biblical rain, it must be pretty special. In the shit, yeah, yeah, it's great. And that's Granley's not the only person that said that. So many of the guys that come back and said the same. And I've seen the videos and pictures that you all sent from it, and it looks fucking miserable to me. Uh, but obviously, I wasn't there. So what 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 about it is so special? What do you like about it so much? It was just the conditioning that all the holes are varied. Like the par three is great. There's a like the sick pole is a great par five. Uh, and something I've never really noticed before is that I was looking back on the holes and it just it's just um just the great conditioning was so good. And uh, because it was pissing down with rain, I can't wait to get back there. Well, here's hoping because you're going back in is it August this year? Yeah, August. The law of averages tells us that you can't get anything worse than that. So at least. Um, it's very, very it's unlikely that it's going to be anywhere near as bad as that again. And hopefully, you get some scorching sunshine. 
Scorching sunshine aside, that was a very strong uh, Flock 5, I think. we got a little resort course in there. we got some historic links. we got a little bit of Sunningdale. we got your nice woke course in Cleve Hill. So it was a nice, varied all-round Flock 5 for you. Um, and all ones that I think have come up at some point or another uh, and everybody else's. So it's nice to know we're all kind of on the same page. And uh, we'll wrap things up uh, in a little bit, Grantly, but you are the uh, captain-elect this year. So... At this point, you know, the floor is yours. What do you want to say to your fellow flockers, to all your friends out there about the year ahead, what sort of stuff you've got planned, what you're looking forward to and what they can expect over the next 12 months or so? Just give us a, a little flavour of what you're all about. Well, well, looking forward to, uh, to what we got planned. Um, the, four, the four majors, they've all been decided. Uh, do you want me to just, just read about it? Yeah, let's run through the four majors then. Let's run through them in chronological well, we got- order. So we've got the, the Mackenzie, which is, I think, uh, the well, the 12th of April. Uh, that's carried on over because we've got COVID. Yeah, so 13th, 13th, 14th and 15th. But most of us are going up on the 11th and 12th, making a week of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm playing North Berg on the, the Monday. Yeah. So that's nice. going to be three of the St. Andrew's Lynx courses. So we've got the new, the Jubilee and the Castle. Everybody will also be balloting into getting onto the old course aid as well. And there's a couple of supplementary rounds. So as you said, you've got North Berwick, few people are playing Ely, um, and there's a bunch of other bits and pieces all tied up with that. But that's the first major of the year, the McKenzie. I, I think we've already got 10 or 11 pods of four going to that. Yeah. Uh, so we are in the kind of mid 40s. But if anybody's listening and they want to get involved in what's going to be an absolutely insanely good week of golf, there will be avenues and ways to do that. So there'll be some stuff on the clubhouse. Get signed up to that if you're not already there or stick something into the chat. You'll probably be able to find your way onto that. What's the second major of the year, Grantley? So the second is the Kaluna, which is our course, and that's at the Berkshire. So you've got the red and blue. Um, unfortunately, that is now full with the 60 of us. Just the 60. Just the 60, yeah. So uh, that that was quite an easy one to organise, really. Because the other, you know, the other ones have been been a bit tough with our numbers, but uh, it's a nice... One of the things that we... Jacket jacket and tie. One of the things that Grantley um, agreed to do this year was, um, well, it was to flip around the cock and the Kaluna because um, uh, the cock is being played... Getting the light in. Yeah, by light. So the Kaluna is supposed to be... 36 holes in one day and this year we did it at the end of August which is two months after you know the summer equinox so it was difficult to get everybody round before it began. the last group played the last hole in the dark basically in Sunningdale so we thought well if we swap them because the cock is also 36 holes it was over two days um, but it means the Kaluna was closer to so it's it's like now in was it 20th 18th of July or 20th of July Twentieth of July. Twentieth of July, yeah, and that means it's like it's a month earlier, so we've got a bit of bit more time with uh, so we can have a bit more lunch. Leisurely um, lunch. And the yeah. Berkshire is pretty special. I've played both of them before, the red and the blue. Uh, I mean, they're not. They're, it's kind of one tier down from Sunningdale, which makes it sound like it's a, it's a criticism, but like it's no point know. in trying to sell it, Crawford's bull, mate. I know, but, but I'm trying to get the people who are going going to get excited. <laughs> There's a nice of there, blessed. Get excited. And then after that, we've got the cock. Um, as you just said, the cock of the north. That's going to be a bit later on in August, Grantly. And we're moving from uh, the with all spa courses that we played last year. Where are we going this year? Uh, we're going to Alwoodley and Moortown, which is which is going to be a treat for for the flock. Uh, Alwoodley's really really nice. That was where the first Mackenzie was played, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be a little bit warmer. 
So a few of the guys, the, the original yeah. seven, like uh, Crawford and Grantley and a few others like Alan Martin, who won the first McKenzie, they'll all be uh, heading back there. So it'll be a glorious return uh, for the original RACDG guys. And then the shut in October, where are we going there? Uh, we're going to Porthcrawl and Pennard. So, um, and that's the 7th of 8th of October. It's our big, the big event at the end of the year. That's still got lots of space. We're heading to Wales for the first time and we might also have a, a sneaky little sponsorship deal coming with uh, a hotel chain that's putting us up there. So keep your eyes peeled for that. That's quite exciting stuff. Um, we've only got a couple of minutes left, Grantly. We've covered the four majors there. Is there anything in general you just want to talk about? Any messages for the flock? This is your best platform for it. Literally several people listen to this every week. <laughs> yeah. Well, looking forward to the year ahead. I think the main the main bits that I've got to do has all been been arranged really so it's just keeping on top of that i've done my bit feet up <laughs> lots of admin in the backgrounds yeah granny's in charge of organizing the four majors but there's a bunch of other competitions we have going on so in may we've got our what we're calling our players which is going to be Woodall spa again which is which russ is doing and the way i look at it the four majors the way we look at it the four majors are all minimum 36 whole competitions and then, and then the, this players is going to be like our premier eighteen hole competition in, in Woodall Spa in May. There's also there's supposed to be the um, the BMI, the Bernard Matthews Invitational, which was going to be in Thetford yeah, been moved. Uh, in in February. It's now been moved to the end of October. We've got Envale. Um, there was going to be Glen Eagles, which you were doing, Gary, in March. That's going to be yeah. Well. Uh, that's that's uh, RIP due to COVID. So uh, we'll get that rearranged at some point. But yeah, there are at least eight or nine proper decent-sized events coming up over the year. Best advice would be to get an eye on the Clubhouse, our online forum. You can find it clubhouse.racdg.com for more information on all of the events that we've got coming up or else just keep an eye on the many, many vibrant WhatsApp chats that we've got going on. We've got about 90 seconds left here, so what we'll just do is run through a few little bits of sneaky admin um, Rob, yep, he's still salty at the moment. We can confirm that. James is still a member at St Andrews. Josh has still not touched his ceiling yet, and I uh, will be dancing on the ceiling wearing clogs. Um, shout out to anybody that gets that one. <laughs> um, I still haven't had a fairway at St Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> yet uh, but no thank you very much again everybody for joining us a uh, little bit of a rushed ending to this one because we've blathered on so much with the flock five and the meet the flock but it's been really good having you on grantling getting to know you a little bit ahead of Cheers. your captaincy year can't wait for the year coming when we can all finally get back out onto the golf course but until then keep yourself positive keep yourself happy uh keep yourself buying completely unnecessary golf items from ebay and sharing all of those in the chat and from me from grantley from rob from crawford and from producer mark who's uh, now very kindly offering us this time away from his main uh, gambling podcast that he now does we'll say thank you <laughs> thank you very much for joining us do check out the racdg gambling podcast with aaron from luxembourg as well by the way and we'll speak to you all again next week cheerio bye flockers bye bye cheers guys bye.